Welcome to Rebecca Wendy podcast and it contains strong language and adult themes. Hi again and welcome to Rebecca Wendy Big Crazy Life. Um, today I'm going to talk about more things that I've done and, and, and how I try so hard to do things that I really like to do but when I try so hard it doesn't work. One of them so let's start with that so the first thing is I, I really want to be funny and people often laugh at the things that I do but they often laugh when I'm not trying to be funny um, I'm not working really hard at it but I really want to be funny and I love it when people laugh but sometimes I try so damn hard to get a laugh that it just doesn't work um, I think, I think it's the, um, uh, and then when you get the crickets, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's the wanting to think that you're, I don't know, you're, you're helping someone. There's something about when you, not only when you laugh, that really is releasing, but when you get a laugh, how infectious that is because you can't have laughing when they laugh at something you say it's infectious and it just it, it there's a there's a buzz with it and I love it when I can make people laugh but sometimes it just doesn't work and what I'm terrified of like I've even looked into um going to a comedy club and just trying stand-up comedy which I think I'd be terrible at, but I'd love to give it a try. Um, but I'm worried I'm too old. You know, I'm, I'm 40. People don't become stand-ups at 40. Um, but I would love to do it. I'd love to do it just to do, to, um, to have a go. Now, <coughs> excuse me, I tell this because I was at a meeting the other day and I had to stand up and talk. And when I had to stand up and talk, um... I used it. It was a very serious uh, meeting and I had to stand up and give like a, a five minute presentation and I used that five minutes as a bit of a, a sketch, a comedy thing and it was fun. It was good um, and it, 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 I was shaking all over. I couldn't stop shaking. It was good. It was fun. And I love the laughs that I got, but I was terrified afterwards. And afterwards, let's talk about a bit of stupidity. What is, what is Dawn France called it? Twattery. Um, what, what I did is as soon as I had finished, we went on a break. And I immediately tried to find the exit. Like I, I, I ran into two locked doors and I just, I went for a walk so fast. It was like a power walk, just get out of there because I didn't want anyone coming up to me afterwards and saying that was great or that was horrible or what, I didn't want anyone. And so I just, I, I basically ran away for 15 minutes. I was just like, I ran. You know, if someone had have come after me to say, hey, you know, Beck, here's, this was, they would have seen me running, just bolting down the street because I just did not want to be to be um talked to about it because I was so embarrassed and I wasn't embarrassed because I was embarrassed like what I said wasn't embarrassing but per say excuse me I'm just moving and because I now moan when I move <laughs> 
Um, yeah, it wasn't because it was embarrassing with what I said. It was just the fact that I was embarrassed, the fact that I got up there and that someone made comment on it. Oh, my goodness. Comments over um, typed comments uh, are good and bad. You can't tell the context. So someone could be saying a joke, but because you can't tell the context of what they're saying, you can't tell whether it's a joke or whether it's serious. Uh, and so typed is really interesting because you have to, like, if I... I'm for some reason in a really stressed or really bad mood and I read a comment and it's not a like I take it I can take it as not as great it comes across that way even if it's not intended in that aspect so written is really difficult because you don't have a context um, where um, a voice comments and when people actually come to you and say look that was great or that was bad or whatever that was, I'm about to be interrupted. I know that because I can hear one of the kids trying to find where I am. Um, uh, give me one second. You know, there's times we have to interrupt the interrupting before it interrupts you. I know that. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, I was, uh, the voice comments can be very good or they can be very bad. And when people give me compliments, I really don't know how to take it. It's really embarrassing. I don't know how to take it. It's good that if they're good, but I don't know how to take it. And I don't know how to, I, I just feel absolutely incredibly embarrassed. I don't know how to take it. Um, and so the, the little thing, I think that there are their own flattery things in, in themselves because I, um, you know, people like to be, I mean, I love it when people make me laugh. I find it fascinating and I, I, I love it. Uh, and so you want to be able to thank someone that's made you laugh, especially if times have got tough and you've got people that have made you laugh. That That's huge. Uh, and so being able to thank people like that, even though they didn't do anything, like they made you laugh, but they didn't do it because of you so if let's say that you're going through a hard time you've had a loved one pass away recently and you're going through a really hard time and you need a distraction and you just find a comedian or you find someone even online or something like that that has just you listen to them and that you laugh hysterically and you just release that emotion and you feel better and sometimes you can then binge watch this um, soul, this comedian or whatever it is, because you want that laugh. You want to feel lighter than the situation is giving you at the time. And that helps. Now, they didn't do that for you. They didn't do that thinking that this is going to help you out of the situation. And so when you thank them, it's incredible for them because they're actually... And it, it, because they've helped you it, it's it's I saw an interview actually it was with Whoopi Goldberg and she said but I didn't do it for them and I think that's so powerful because well, yeah I don't know I'm just I'm rambling a bit and I hope you guys understand I haven't talked about other than me bolting down the street away from people um, after doing something I thought was a bit funny uh, um, uh, yeah, so 
doing that and 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 that was a bit silly but I wanted to talk to you about another thing I did but this was another one when I was young so this is uh I was oh I was in year eight so maybe 14 or 15 so in that real area where I'm just discovering the sexuality of my own body and um, my body's changing my hormones everywhere and I've noticed boys um, and we had a I, I don't know what it was but we had a pool day for school and so I wore my one-piece bathing suit because my parents were really just God forbid I would wear two-piece I wasn't allowed out of the house with I would almost they would almost make me wear a jumpsuit like it would have to be from the neck to the feet it wasn't so bad like I did get to wear t-shirts and in hot days I did get to wear shorts but it was pretty much you know you were you you didn't you didn't show anything so I went to the pool and I'd worn a one piece thankfully it wasn't all the way down to my feet um and it was I wore a long t-shirt now I didn't wear shorts the and what we had is we had a swim and that was fine but then they had this um what would you call it it's like a horse now I mean one of those things that you climb up you're in the pool but it climbs up out of the pool and it's like a big log it's like and you sit on it and you've got to push each other off and that was that was great we used to have we had competitions on who could push each other off and I had great fun it was good and um, I enjoyed it and things like that on the way back because we were close to the pool where our school was we were close to the pool so we walked on the way back I had a woman I had a girl uh, a girl I knew who was my friend but would tell you know she was the girl that if you told her everybody everywhere would know she said um what you uh you, what did she say it was something like you you didn't cut your pubes and I was like what what no I had a really long t-shirt no one could tell and she said well when you were up on the thing all the girls were laughing and so were the boys that they could see my there was my pubic hair that was like bushing out the side of my bathers um and, and you know being a religious girl we didn't talk about anything that was untoward you know the bodies were a bit ugh so there was nothing about trimming any pubic hair or anything like that so it was a bush I mean like it was you know it was afro so I had this bathers with this afro at each side and I thought that you know no one could tell I had a long t-shirt but of course as I'm sitting on this thing you can see this those poor people they saw way too much and of course I'm walking home I'm 14 or 15 and of course, once I know this, I am mortified, like absolutely mortified. And I run home um, and it was before lunch. I ran home and my mum was home with someone else. And she said, well, what are you doing home? I didn't, because sometimes I went home for lunch because I was a geek. Um, what are you doing home? And I said, well, I told her what happened. And she said, okay, well, they, they found it hilarious. Her and her friend found it absolutely hilarious. And she said, well, you don't have to go back to, to school. Actually, my mum was going to send me, and the friend goes, you can't send her back after that. And I was going, why not? Kind of, no, that's so embarrassing. And so 
my mum, I think, was peer pressure, which was great. I didn't get, to, I didn't have to go back after after class to the afternoon class, but I did have to go the next morning, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to show my face in that school. If I could have moved schools or moved counties or moved countries, I would have. I was so embarrassed that my Afro pubic hair was showing, so I, I um, I went. And of course, there was this boy that I liked whose locker was right next to mine. And um, he he said something like, oh, you gave us a show yesterday. And uh, and I said, yeah, I just thought it would be a bit of fun. Of course, I'm dying inside. I'm like so mortified. My face is so red. I just wanted to, to, to huddle. And I am trying desperately to make fun of this and to act like it's nothing. And it's horrid. It's horrid. And that was, that was another thing that I just saw as a bit of twattery. I don't know that it was my fault, but it's also, it's, it's one of those silly things that happen when you're a kid. Those things, you know, I hadn't worked it out. And of course, my mum started then telling me that maybe you should start trimming. And of course, it wasn't shaving because we we're allowed to do that. It was trimming. Um, and have you ever, and like, and then there's those times that, um, I'm going to stay on the pubic thing because I'm here right now. Um, those times where uh, that you've had, I don't know whether other women have had it. I'm sure they have. Um, when I was, uh, again, I was, I was about that age and I'm having my period. And the and because I have a ridiculous amount of, of pubic hair, um, when I had my period, I would use pads because we were allowed to use tampons. They would... Um, <laughs> deflower me um you know they break the hymen and that would be like sex uh so <laughs> i know my parents were so weird they were so weird um so <laughs> i would uh so i'd use pads but sometimes with the the flow if i left it on too long the, the pubic hair would stick or if the sticky bit had come off and the pubic hair would stick to the back of it of course i wouldn't know this until I pull down my pants and you don't pull them down gingerly, especially when you need to go to the toilet. And when you're a teen, especially like you'd spend more time, I spent more time hiding in the toilets if my mum wanted me to do stuff like clean the room or I need you to do something else. I would go immediately and hide in the toilet. Like I'm just going to the toilet and stay there for the next half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, and I pick my kids up on it now because I know what they're doing because I've done it. And, um, what I do is, you know, you go in the toilet, but if you're enjoying something that you're doing or you're with your friends, you go to the toilet and you want to go quickly. So you go into the toilet and you rip the things down, except if it's stuck to the, pubic hair is stuck to the pads or if it's stuck, you rip a whole heap of hair out at the same time. And you either make a lot of noise or no noise. Like you're either one or the other. You're either in this toilet and you either hear this yell, but it's not a scream like a high-pitched scream. It's more like one of those deep, ah, sounds, or you've just got nothing but, mm, I can handle it. You're either one of those. But, oh my God, that hurts. <laughs> and I think that was um, around the same time and that's when my mum said I need to start trimming my hair because I'm now ripping it out as I'm taking down my underwear that's terrible
Um, so there's the, the things I've got, I've got lots more. And I, I was thinking about them last night and I didn't write them down. I really should have written them down. I didn't write them down. Um, but they're, they're, they're stupid things that we do or silly things that we do. And that's sort of part of, part of growing up, you know, and I find sometimes, sometimes, like I mentioned last week, it's really hard to talk about because I find them really, it's like I've got shame behind it, but talking about it, I'm able to laugh about it. And I know, I am pretty sure other people out there that go through similar things. It's not just me. Um, and if it is just me, wow. And then, but the thing is, a lot of my stories have to do with church, church camps, church um, things, because my whole life revolved around the church. The school that I went to, the high school that I went to, wasn't a um, a church school. So it wasn't a Catholic school because we were like absolutely against Catholics. Well, our religion was. Um, and it wasn't a, like it was a mixed school, but so many of the people from my church went to that school. And so you couldn't get away with anything. You know, there was always someone watching. And we had a teacher that was um, an elder in the church that also taught there. So we really couldn't get away with anything. Um, so there was always someone watching, always someone ready to tell, to um, send it back to your parents to go, yes, that's what it is. It's, I have an alarm going off. The things that go off in... Um, yeah, so... Um, Oh, that's right. There was always someone, always someone ready to dob on you. Always someone ready to say, no, 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 no. And then I wanted to talk about my current situation. So my current situation is really interesting. I am currently separated, living under the same roof. Now, if anyone doesn't know what it's like to live under the same roof with the, your partner that you're separated from, I'll give you an idea. Now, it's great if there was a visual, if we could do this as a visual thing so you could see what I was what I was doing because it sort of takes a little bit of movement but it's it's basically you you come out in the morning you say hi because we've got kids so you know mum's up and dad's up and you say hi because uh, I used to ask how you slept I don't ask that anymore um I asked the kids how they slept and um and then it's sort of as cold we don't fight often in front of the kids and it's just cold like yep great okay thanks and it's 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 so tense and horrible being separated under the same roof is really 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 hard and really horrible um because you can't you can't relax you can't be yourself you know you're separated because the relationship isn't working you're sleeping in separate rooms obviously um, and, um, and then there's this short, sharp talking. And so it's really, really horrible and really strange. Um, but it, it's necessary for the time. Uh, so doing that, can you imagine, you know, you come, you come in from the end of the day and you're like, yeah, hi. Yeah. And I can, I can still ask why he's in the kitchen. Like, can you grab me this? Um, and uh, the, the the funny things I get I get asked. So I was out the other day. I was 
uh, about 100 k's away. So that's about, what's that, about 40 miles, maybe. Um, and I get a text from my ex saying, is the soup good? And I looked at the text and the text went to our whole family group and my daughter was in the back seat of the car with me and went, oh, is the soup good? Now, he had the soup in front of him, 100 miles, uh, 100 k's from where I was. And he asked me whether it was good. And so I told him I would use my telepathic taste buds and try and figure it out. Because he clearly couldn't figure it out by himself. Um, and then when I made these smart-ass comments, sorry, I'm moving around again, um, made these smart-ass comments, he, um, he said, oh, I just wanted to know in case it was really spicy that you can taste. He almost has no sense of taste. So I told him if, it, you know, the kids weren't to have any of it because I had left it out. That was my fault. I know. But um, I'd left it out and I said the kids weren't to have any of it. Uh, but um, he could have as much of it as he liked because he wouldn't be able to taste whether it was off. So he could, he would, um, he could eat it. But the kids weren't to have any of it. And um, thankfully the kids had something else. He had a bunch. No one got sick. Um, not even him. I'm sure it was fine. It's just, um, uh, it wouldn't, you know, if, if a soup's been left out, I would not, um, I would not give it to anyone. It's just like, okay, they can go to the chooks because we got chooks, they can go to the chooks. It does not need to go to the kids. And he was planning on putting it in with dinner. And it's like, oh, no. If it had been refrigerated or frozen, I absolutely would have done that. I absolutely would have put it in with the, with the dinner. But it hadn't. It had been left out all night. Just, no. 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 And so we don't put it in the next. Ugh. No. No. But he has no sense of taste. So he can't taste when something is off. You know, he was eating mints the other day that was, we all went, that smells just, that smells off, that is off. And he went, no, it's fine. And we're going, that is off. And of course, he said, well, can you smell it? And we all smelled it and went, oh, that is off. And he couldn't tell. He just can't tell. Um, so that's an interesting one. That's probably to add around my part, the fact that I'm still separated under the same roof. But it's, um, it's, it's part of the adventure, I suppose. It's not the fun one, but it's probably part of the adventure. And um, and, and the stuff when I'm a kid, you know, I do silly things and stuff like that. Oh, I will leave today's podcast there. Keep sending it through your your twattery aspects. You can actually reply to the directly in the RSS feed that will send it back. Um, and I will. I will keep you guys up to date. Uh, this is another one, and I'll keep up the twittery aspects. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. Bye.